Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. Yes, they are because we missed them last week. But before we go into the movies for this week, Travis. Yes. How's your week been going? Oh, it's been good. Nothing new has really happened. I really haven't had a chance to watch a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, like weekly, I've been catching Loki, which coincidentally enough, we haven't talked any about it at all. We haven't talked about it at all. We haven't, which is kind of surprising. But at the same time, I mean, there's been a bit of other stuff going on, too. Oh, yes, most definitely. But I did have a chance to go out, as I'm sure a lot of people did, to go see Black Widow this weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was. Oh, I love that movie so much. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I, I was kind. Of, you gave me kind of worried that you weren't gonna go into elaboration of what you thought of the movie. Oh yeah, I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. It was good to see a Marvel movie back on the big screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny. It had a lot of great moments. The action was awesome. And credits, extra scene is something like wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, without giving any spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How did um, you th- like it? I I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um. I think. The only uh, the only thing that I would have to say that might have been a little too much mm-hmm. would be like it was it was basically nonstop action from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they were they were kind of throwing some story in there, but I mean, it literally starts what like two minutes in. That's very true. Yeah, and like. I don't know. I, f- I feel like there, with Natasha's background, there should have been a bit more spy games, mm-hmm. rather than you know, charge in and bust skulls, kind of thing. Right. I mean, like they really were not playing off the fact that she has no superpowers. Right. Like right. it was just. It was just big, bombastic set piece one after another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, I will say that it, yeah, it didn't really have any like core development moments. Right, right. I mean, like, and that's the thing though. I mean, I'm not saying that that's bad, and I'm not saying that it didn't right. have like spy elements in there. Right. It, it's just that I, I felt like there should have been more given her background you know Mm -hmm. given like you know being being a spy was such a main kind of backstory for her Mm -hmm. um the other thing if i had to like nitpick i guess Mm -hmm. would be that it really didn't feel like a like a proper farewell movie i guess Mm -hmm. It, it felt more like a a set up for new characters for this new uh saga that the mcu is going on i mean i 
I guess I guess the way they looked at it would be that she kind of got her her send off during Infinity War and then ultimately in Endgame is when mm-hmm. she loses her life. <gasps> Spoilers. I know. <laughs> Yeah, you can send your hate mail to me. That's fine. <laughs> we'll do that later. Uh, All right, sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I know, I know that that was kind of like one of the things when this movie was announced was, you know, people were saying, oh, well, she kind of already had her her send off in Endgame, mm-hmm. you know, unless we're we're getting more of her backstory with this, which do we really need, you know, all that kind of stuff. So. With that, I feel like they did a very good job, but like I was saying before, you know, it's it does doesn't give a lot to like the the spy game portion of things, and it's just kind of mm-hmm. you know not a lot of story like setup. It's just kind of action, 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 action. Mm-hmm. At least that's that's the way that I thought of it, or that I felt about it. Okay, I mean, I definitely see your point. Um, I would say my biggest gripe with it, mm-hmm. and this is without giving anything away, is that I think you'll know who I'm talking about once I say this, but there's one character that flip-flops mm. so suddenly mm-hmm. and then back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... And that bugged me, but okay. I'll yeah, I can, it. I, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um... But at the same time, you know, the way that the character was set up, I guess if I mm-hmm. if I were to go back and watch it again, I might be looking a little bit more for those kind of clues. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like in in when watching the movie, yes, it definitely kind of seemed very, very sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking about it, I I don't know, I. I I, I might have to watch it again, just kind of, kind of see and see if I can see anything that might change my mind about it. Okay. Yeah, I definitely will agree that that movie does deserve another viewing, just because I feel like there's so much more to see than you would the first time around. Mm-hmm. Oh, little Easter egg. I don't know if you saw or not. Uh-huh. The the tattoo on the side of his arm mm-hmm. had had two names on it of uh, of some little girls. Okay, I didn't notice. Neither did I until somebody posted a picture of it on on the interwebs. Oh, yeah, Interesting. but apparently that's a thing. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I I would recommend going to see Black Widow. Absolutely, I would too. Definitely. Perfect, perfect. Um, did you end up seeing any others, or was uh, it just kind of Black Widow? It, it was just Black Widow. That's the only one that I really felt like paying to go see. So I was like, oh, I'll do that. That sounds mm-hmm. good. <laughs> oh, uh, that being said, uh, do you want to go ahead and start up with some uh, movie news? Let's do it. All right. Well, vroom, vroom. So the. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was good. <laughs> okay. Composure. <laughs> Uh, okay. Over the past couple of weeks, we actually did lose two pretty, uh, pretty big people. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Richard Donner and Robert Downey Sr. Uh, passed away. Uh, Richard Donner, obviously. <laughs> oh, you asshole. 
Callie baby, I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Now get the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, Richard Donner obviously directed Superman, Lethal Weapon, kind of mm-hmm. you know, small, small time movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so he he passed away over the weekend of the fourth. Uh, yeah, I believe or it Monday. was like Saturday. Monday. Might have been. It was either before fourth or after. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Monday the fifth. Okay. Um. Oh, that's right. He did the Goonies too. Yes, he did. Yeah. And we just heard about them possibly doing like Lethal Weapon Five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that might be dead in the water, but we'll wait and see. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, with Robert Downey Sr. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously more recently his his son has kind of <laughs> kind of taken over just a little bit <laughs> most definitely <laughs> so was robert downey Se- robert downey senior mm-hmm. was he an actor or was he like a director or i guess i, mean, I really don't was, know a lot about his father i i mean he was he <laughs> he was a lot of stuff um so basically he he did some directing uh he did some mm-hmm. second unit directing uh and then he also did you know he was a cin- cinematographer actor second unit director um mm-hmm. he appeared in Boogie Nights Magnolia and To Live and Die in LA uh and then he was in shows like Matlock and Tales of the City okay and i saw that he made his like most recent appearance would be in Tower Heist with Ben Stiller and Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I remember seeing that movie too. <laughs> and you don't remember Robert Downey Sr.? I don't. I don't think I would have even, or I'm sure I would have known it if I would have looked at it, but it might have been a time where I just didn't catch the credits or something. I don't know. No excuse. Un- unfortunate news with both of those um, bigger names in the in the Hollywood industry passing away. Yeah, that's sad. But uh, he's in Boogie Nights as well. All right, huh? Have you ever seen Boogie Nights? It's been a while. Okay, it's I was been, just wondering if you had ever seen it while. or not. Yeah, it's been all a right. long while. With some Dirk Diddler or Dirk Did- Dirk Diggler. So the uh, the next kind of story that I wanted to to bring up here is actually mm-hmm. about something that we talked about before, or a movie that we talked about a little bit before, and that was Venom: Let There Be Carnage. Mm-hmm. which you know obviously is the sequel to Venom from a couple of years ago mm-hmm. now but apparently mm-hmm. uh for this movie Tom Hardy is actually going to be getting a story by credit because uh Tom Hardy and the the person who got the screenwriting credit Kelly Marcel but according according mm-hmm. to Kelly Marcel uh they both Kelly Marcel and Tom Hardy had spent a <laughs> months brainstorming a, a story over like FaceTime and stuff like that for the new movie. Um, and then basically she took or Kelly took all of that and made the story like when it, when it hid that's, for three months. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I mean like the, honestly, it doesn't really surprise me just with the way that, um, you know, the stories and stuff that I've heard of Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. this doesn't really surprise me. Right. 
So yeah, like he's be- usually he, yeah he, he is usually very involved in what he does. So mm-hmm. that doesn't surprise me at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, man, I didn't organize these at all, did I? But yeah, so that that'll be that'll be very nice to mm-hmm. kind of have that extra little feather in his cap, I guess. Uh, since apparently he's usually pretty involved with this kind of stuff, but this is the first mm-hmm. time that he's actually getting the the story by credit. Um, another person who is also always very involved with, you know, not just their usual role, but like writing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is Edgar Wright, which mm-hmm. is a very big stretch to our next story. Uh, Edgar Wright's new movie. <laughs> Last night in Soho, mm-hmm. it was scheduled to uh, come out on October 22nd, but like we reported on the last episode, that is when Dune moved to. And so Last Night in Soho is getting moved back a week to October 29th. I mean, it's closer to Halloween, so I mean, it makes sense. But they also have... The the next movie we're about to talk about to compete with also, mm-hmm. so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be well pretty uh, pretty packed this fall season. Yeah, uh, yeah, th- just the rest of the year is just stacked. Oh, absolutely. I know we went over it last time too, but it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Uh, but yeah, so it it has it has moved, uh, and right now it is on the same release date as antlers okay. which is another horror movie it is another horror movie i believe so. carrie, carrie russell and jesse plemons yeah okay uh wait who okay yeah i think i'd rather see uh last night in soho before antlers personally <laughs> <laughs> if if i had to go watch to... one yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you'll see Last Night in Soho or not. I mean, I want to because Edgar Wright, but at the same time... Eh... If you want, I can come and you can hold my hand if you need to. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. I appreciate it. You're welcome to just squeeze if you're too scared. <laughs> Thanks. You, uh, I got you, bro. <laughs> moving on. Uh, and I know we, so I know we've talked about the Venice Film Festival before, especially mm-hmm. in regards to Dune, which is the reason that Last Night in Soho is being moved. But apparently, Dune is not going to be the only movie that is like big Hollywood movie that is set to premiere at the Venice mm-hmm. Film Festival. Uh, it looks like Halloween Kills is also set to premiere on September eighth at the film festival. That's awesome. Absolutely, for people who like the Halloween franchise. Oh yeah, and it just makes me like want to go to that even more. But <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but uh, so within the same announcement that they said that they also had another announcement that apparently Jamie Lee Curtis uh, is going to be getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Is it for Activia? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> no that's the lifetime probiotics award oh gotcha okay <laughs> yeah i mean you know the, the doctor had me on antibiotics and so I, I ate some yogurt so that the probiotics and them could just fight it out there you go <laughs> but yeah so getting the lifetime achievement award which yeah yeah i mean she she's had some uh 
Mm, pretty pretty good movies, you know, one or two. Yeah, one or two is, uh, to say the least. I mean, she definitely she definitely deserves it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go Jamie. My hats off for my hats off to you. Yeah, I mean everything from, you know, the the original Halloween to uh, mm-hmm. Knives Out and, mm-hmm. you know, Freaky Friday. Um, True Lies. True Lies, which apparently is getting a 4K release pretty soon oh, here. Yes. Okay. I I I saw that. I I saw that and just kind of glanced over it. But mm-hmm. yes, True Lies will be getting a 4K remaster re-release on like you know Blu-ray and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Coming to an HD DVD near you. <laughs> you don't hear that anymore. Right. <laughs> uh but uh, that should be that should be pretty uh, pretty sweet to see. Most definitely. But. Speaking of Knives Out and, like, spy movies, mm-hmm. apparently there is a new one coming from Matthew Vaughn, so the same guy who did Kingsman. Okay. And it's called Argyle. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, here is a list of some of the cast. Henry Cavill, Sam mm-hmm. Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Samuel L. Jackson, John Cena, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be good. <laughs> and like Matthew Vaughn, he does such a good job. I mean, if you, obviously I know you've seen Kingsman. Yep. So I mean, I, I I have full faith in him. I think it it sounds like obviously we don't know what the details are, but the cast is spectacular. Yeah, I mean, basically, it looks like uh, so the the name of the movie is gonna be Argyle, mm-hmm. and it's based off of. The soon-to-be-launched spy novel Argyle from author Ellie Conway, where it follows the world's greatest spy, Argyle, as he is caught up in a globe-trotting adventure. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So that should be fun to watch. I wonder who is going to be playing Argyle, then. Henry Cavill. It's got got to be Henry Uh... Cavill, right? I mean, I was thinking Bryce Dallas Howard, but... (laughs) (laughs) That was a joke. <laughs> a bad, bad joke, but yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing Cat- Henry Cavill. Catherine O'Hara. Um, I'd be okay with that. I like right? her. Right? So, and it looks like, okay, so it looks like Matthew Vaughn did not write the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually was written by uh, Jason Fuchs, who wrote Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing. Sweet. So I mean, and I I liked Wonder Woman. You know, I I liked the script of it too. So yeah, that, that'll too. be good. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all looking forward to that. That sounds great. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and going from uh, this new movie Argyle with John Cena in it to Charlize Theron, who's been in movies with John Cena. I don't know. <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> We actually have some news from Charlize Theron about the Old Guard sequel. Uh, uh-huh. and it looks like it's go- it's the script is script is done. The script is done. And I think we reported on that before. Mm-hmm. But now it looks like they are going to be shooting it uh, the first quarter of 2022. So we still have a few months left before they start shooting the the sequel to the Old Guard. Well, good. I still have time to see the first one then. You still haven't seen it. I haven't. Okay. I mean, like, it, it wasn't, 
it wasn't you know like must go to the theater to watch mm-hmm. but at the same time i thought it was pretty good i enjoyed it i had okay. a fun time and for a movie like that that's all i ask for exactly as long as you're entertained that's all that matters exactly exactly uh, uh so yeah that'll be happening n- early next year mm-hmm. uh and going from that to something that has been happening for many many years uh we actually got an official poster and an, and a trailer for val which is like a, a biography slash autobiography of mm-hmm. val kilmer and i mean the the poster itself is i gotta say i like the poster i do too i really like that a lot yeah it's basically like a lot of pictures of him kind of you know ripped horizontal so that different mm-hmm. sections of his head are from different points of his career right yep and uh but yeah basically let me see if i can actually get the synopsis of it because i, I don't want to mess this up for over 40 years val kilmer one of hollywood's most mercurial and or misunderstood actors has been documenting his own life and craft through film and video he has amassed thousands of hours of footage from 16 millimeter home movies made with his brothers to time spent in iconic roles for blockbuster movies like top gun the doors tombstone and batman forever this raw wildly original and unflinching documentary reveals a life lived to extremes and a heart-filled sometimes hilarious look at what it means to be an artist and a complex man uh but yeah i mean like (sighs) is this sorry i'm getting sidetracked here a little bit but yeah basically val kilmer has been filming himself and you know doing basically what are now considered vlogs for Mm -hmm. most of his life and so they have taken taken it and turned it into like a documentary biography of his life Mm -hmm. uh, kind of going behind the scenes of a lot of different things uh including when he ended up getting cancer and kind of the the after effects of that it looks like hearing him talk with that throat thing that just breaks my heart oh i know i know and i mean like throughout the throughout the trailer Mm -hmm. it honestly sounds like val kilmer is narrating Mm -hmm. but it's not it's his son jack kilmer what really yes yes i was like that wow okay yeah like i was like wait does he still he doesn't still sound like this right i mean that this is no. this gotta be or did he record this earlier and then like you said when near the end of the trailer when when he came on with uh with when he when he actually talked in the trailer it was just like oh mm-hmm. oh no yeah but this this is one that i am going to watch i i am going to make time for this mm-hmm um, I mean, it's it's not releasing. It's releasing into theaters on July twenty third, and then it's going to be releasing streaming on Amazon Prime Video on August sixth. Okay. So basically, it'll be two weeks in the theaters, and then it'll go on to streaming. But I feel like this this is one where you are going to have to bring a lot of Kleenex for. Uh, yeah, definitely. A lot, a lot, a lot of tissues to hold in, mm-hmm. hold in the tears and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's wow. 
and like I could name every one of the movies that they showed like footage from mm-hmm. in there. Like they had Tombstone, they had uh, what's that one with him and the tiger or the uh, lion? Um, oh, I don't even remember. <sighs> Into the Darkness or something? Like, uh, let me let me see. The Ghost in the Darkness. The Ghost in the Darkness. Thank you. Uh, they had, you know, Top Gun, they had Batman in there, they had The Doors. Mm-hmm. It, this movie's gone to be great. It is. It is. And very sad, but if anybody's a fan, I would definitely recommend taking the time to see this. Absolutely. And apparently he is in Top Gun Maverick. It really? Okay. As Iceman. How are they going to do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. <sighs> okay. But absolutely, if you have if you have an opportunity to go to go watch the trailer for Val, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it. Um, and it, it just get ready to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next since we're on trailers now, let's continue on. The next trailer mm-hmm. that I want to talk about is uh, a Disney movie. A little bit, hopefully, you know lighter themed uh (laughs) and that is for uh encanto did you have a chance to watch the trailer travis i did yes what'd you think of it it i i mean it it doesn't look like something i would go watch but this is the first trailer so Mm -hmm. i am reserving my judgment until i see more of what the story will be like Reserve your judgment. Reserve yep. it. <laughs> but, I mean, it looks like a Disney movie. It does. It looks, like, colorful. It looks bright. It's going to mm. have a good message inside of it. But I want to see what more comes out of it. Right, right. Before I reserve my judgment. Okay, okay. No, that makes sense. I mean... <sighs> I'll probably go see it. <laughs> Looks like it's coming out in November, so that'll be good. Well, I'll definitely see it once it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> but yeah. Uh but yeah, so uh <laughs> sorry I was reading some of the comments. But like with the usual Disney, the music will be fantastic. Yes. Well I mean it's it's Lin Manuel Miranda again. Mm-hmm. He is he is apparently disney's go-to now mm-hmm. but i can't say that i blame them right it's like so i guess my biggest gripe with the movie is i was getting serious coco vibes and coco wasn't my favorite <gasps> you can send your hate mail to me that's fine <laughs> <laughs> but i know i didn't really like coco but I loved Moana, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm going to give this one another shot once I see another trailer. Well, I mean, if you're going based off of you know music specifically for those two, Coco was Michael Giacchino. Well, I Moana know that. was Lin-Manuel Miranda. I, I, I guess it was just more so in the, in the animation style, which I know Pixar is more computer-generated, but so is now is Disney yeah. in their animated yeah. movies. So I guess my my argument is invalid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not invalid. It's not invalid. 
Um, no, I'm I'm just giving you crap because I I like the cocoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the cocoa. I like the Coco. That that movie kind of got to me at the mm-hmm. at the exact, I guess you would say, right point in my life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was I was kind of going through, or my family was going through something kind of similar. Sure. Okay. A little bit, I guess. But I, don't know, I just I just like the movie too. So, uh, <laughs> and I liked Moana. I actually. know you did. I, I know. <laughs> actually, off the record. Uh huh. I have the Coco soundtrack and the Moana vinyl. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some some of those songs, dude, on Coco. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they are so good. Yeah, they're okay. I must break you. <laughs> okay, I have been calm down. Ah, <laughs> uh, but okay. So Encanta, we're gonna have to see where the, where the next trailer leads to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you for sure will go see this. <laughs> Which one, Encanta or the next one? Uh, Encanta, okay. definitely not the next one. <laughs> yeah, more than likely not the next one. Uh, which is, don't breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, don't breathe two. It is a sequel. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm a. I'm gonna let you take this one. <laughs> uh so I, I i i've seen the trailer obviously um i posted it on facebook for everybody else to watch um facebook.com slash movies are a thing yes uh so i'm a little confused that they are turning the bad guy from the first one which is obviously the blind guy and now he's essentially the hero of this movie of the sequel huh so and this guy's a very bad guy so i don't know how they're gonna do that but i'm gonna be along for the ride because i think it looks really good okay okay yeah and also it bugs me that the girl from the first one isn't back in it either but (laughs) Well, I mean, that's it, neither here or there. It, it looks like he's a grandpa in this one. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're making him, like, the hero of the story. Right. Because then they're... Yeah, because then the bad guys come into his house. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be, like, a family-driven story, as what you would expect from something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it... It's I I really enjoyed the first movie, even though it was really messed up. <laughs> and this one just looks like it's going to be him killing people left and right. So yeah, I mean, it yeah. almost it almost looked like this was more of a thriller than a horror. Yeah, the first one was definitely more horror, and this one looks more thriller. Right, right. And it's the same director as the first one. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, Fede Alvarez? Yes, thank you. I mean, mm, well, that's weird. What? I'm looking at uh, IMDb. Uh huh. It looks like it's a different director. Is it really? Yeah. It looks like number two so, is Roto Sayag- Say- Sayaguez? But 
the day he did like the the script of it or something or producing it or i mean that that's the weird thing because it says writers uh fede, fede alvarez based mm-hmm. on characters created by and roto and roto based on characters mm-hmm. created by so yeah uh roto saegas i'm completely saying that name wrong and i do apologize mm-hmm. he was a writer he was the writer on the first one as well along with fede alvarez and now okay. he's taking over the director's chair. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Oh. Okay. So I, I went. I went a little bit deeper, and it looks like they both. They both wrote this movie again. Or yeah, they both wrote the sequel, but okay. they f- they flip flopped who's in the director's chair. Oh, to kind of give him a chance. Okay, I got maybe. You. And he actually has a name now in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's what else I know him from. Okay. Yeah, he he was the general in Avatar. Yeah, yep. That was that was bugging me for a second there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so in in the first one, he's just listed as the blind man. Mm-hmm. And don't breathe. Yeah, because he didn't really have a name. Yeah. In number two, he's listed as Norman Nordstrom. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I wonder if this one is going to be a prequel, kind of, to the first one, or if it's going to be, like, a sequel, like, right after the first one. Or... I mean, I, I would have to think that it's I, uh... a sequel uh, set in the years following the initial Deadly Home Invasion. Okay. All right. Where Norman Nordstrom lives in quiet solace until his past sins catch up to him. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's gonna be a bloody good time so so i mean technically in the first one is he really the bad guy i mean technically if you really think about it no because the other people went in and were trying to rob him right and he was just defending himself right but then there's the other stuff that you find out towards the end of the movie that makes it kind of messed up Okay, and is uh, is that what they're talking about when they're like, "Do you know who you're standing next to?" Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Do you yes. want to tell her, or should I? Blah blah blah. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like this one's not coming out until August. <laughs> and On you a definitely bit... will not be seeing it. <laughs> <sighs> probably not. Probably not. Yeah. On on just a on just a little bit of a lighter note, what if? T'Challa was taken by Yondu mm-hmm. rather than Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. Or what if Captain America wasn't actually Captain America and Agent Peggy Carter became Captain Carter? Mm-hmm. Those answers may be, or those questions may be answered in the new What If series coming to Disney, mm-hmm. which I know we've talked about before, mm-hmm. which I am uh, very much excited for. Yeah, it looks very good. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, there's other ones in there, like, you know, what if uh, Killmonger had saved Tony Stark mm-hmm. in, like, the events of the first Iron Man movie, you know, where he never yeah, would have right, become right. Iron Man. Yep. And then uh, there was one, I think, if Steve Rogers became Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of a lot of them in there, which... I don't know how I feel about the art style. Yeah, it seems a little off. But I mean, are they gonna go and do a big budget, like almost like a movie with all of this though? 
like animation makes sense yeah yeah well, i mean yeah there, there's no way that they would be doing uh live action of this stuff because right this is all you know kind of taking place in the past now mm-hmm. uh let's see here so it's it's cell shaded animation style oh oh that is jeffrey wright isn't it <laughs> how did i not realize that mm-hmm. yeah so jeffrey wright is is narrating I'm kind of hoping they do it Twilight Zone style, where they have, like, a host beforehand kind of explain everything. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like The Watcher is going to be basically, um, what's-his-face in the in the Twilight Zone? Uh, Rod Sterling? Mm-hmm. Yep. You've just entered the Twilight Zone. Yes. The, uh, sorry, that was a little bit more Patrick Warburton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I feel like Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher is going to be the is going to be the the overarching narrator to guide us through these what if stories. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we got we got at least ten episodes. Okay. Uh, and then It'd be also kind of cool too if the narrator kind of looked like Stan Lee. I think because that's the kind of the vibe I got. Yeah, from seeing the little bit of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I know. Back in Guardians Two, mm-hmm. he was shown as being like a Watcher or something like that. Right. Um, I think. So I'm kind of looking at, at all of this stuff here. It looks like they they've got everybody as their characters. So like, uh, Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter. Yeah. Uh, I know we were talking about this before. Chadwick Boseman. It was like the last thing that he did before he passed uh, was mm-hmm. record the lines for this What If series as uh, T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin as Thanos, Dominic Cooper, Howard Stark. Uh, <laughs> uh, David Desmelkian is mm-hmm. Kurt from Ant-Man. <laughs> nice. I mean, you know, Karen Gillum is Nebula. Seth Green is coming back as Howard the Duck. Yeah, they had Howard the Duck. They had Howard the Duck. Uh <laughs> I mean, Stanley Tucci is coming back as uh, Ab- uh, Abraham Erskine. Erskine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris uh, Sullivan is coming back as Lasers in Space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Taser Face. Yep. I mean, they've got you know the the main people: Mark Ruffalo, Paul Rudd, uh, Jeremy Jeremy Renner, Natalie Portman, Michael B. Jordan is Killmonger, Toby Jones is Armin Zola, uh, Samuel Jackson, Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Wait, who do they have as... Oh, it doesn't say. Sorry. That, I'm wondering if Robert Downey Jr. came back to do any lines. Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. Because Tony Stark definitely was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum as uh, Grandmaster is coming back, too. Sweet. <laughs> Neil McDonough as uh, Dum 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 Dugan is coming yep. back. Uh, Michael Rooker as Yondu. Always good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taika Waititi. Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> Taika Waititi as Korg. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, yeah, I'm just... Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, Dominic <laughs> Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. I don't know if I said that or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because you would, would have to be during the um, Captain Carter portion of things. Oh, very true. Yes, he would. And then if Steve, Ro- Steve Rogers becomes Spider-Man... Mm-hmm. Possibly something there. That could be too, yeah. Hmm. So, 
this one I'm looking forward to just a little bit. I don't know if you could tell or not. <laughs> when I, does this drop? I think I hide it well. Uh, <laughs> premiere August 11th. Okay. So we don't have too much longer to wait. Okay. So Jeffrey Wright as Watu the Watcher, right? Mm-hmm. A member of the extraterrestrial Watcher race who observes the multiverse and occasionally intervenes with events therein. Head writer A.C. Bradley said the Watcher is above everything else and compared the character to a viewer watching the Pizza Rat video, which is the video where the rat is dragging the pizza down the stairs to the subway, mm-hmm. um, stating that he is a guy watching a rat drag a slice of pizza across the platform. He has no interest in becoming friends with the rat, living amongst the rat, or doing rat things. He just goes, man, this is remarkable. Look at that little guy go. That is the Watcher's relationship with humanity. Hmm. Hmm. That's a little dark, but I like it. All right. The last trailer that we want to talk about uh-huh. is actually for one. Did we talk about this before? I don't think we talked about we, this before. We talked about this one. I believe that is the last episode because then we were talking about it and then we were like, I wonder when a trailer will hit. And then like the next day after we recorded is when they released the trailer. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm kind of looking back through. The notes. The newts. The notes. Yes. So, but yeah, they they ended up releasing a trailer for The Many Saints of Newark. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I know we have on our social medias, facebook.com slash movies are a thing, and uh, Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing, no spaces, dash, slash, anything like that, at movies are a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we have it over there uh, with the trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. What'd you think of it, man? It, I, okay. I have never seen The Sopranos, mm-hmm. but the kid looks exactly like James Gandolfini. I mean, rightfully so, it's his son, but <laughs> uh, it looks really good. I yes. am intrigued. It, it looks like a good old-fashioned mob movie. Yeah, and like I've never watched The Sopranos either, mm-hmm. but from the stuff that I know of the TV show mm-hmm. about how... I think because his mother in the TV show was basically like, you know, very dismissive and, oh, you'll never be anything. You know, you're not very smart, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, And so they they definitely kind of show that rearing itself, I guess, Mm -hmm. rearing its head in the in the movie. So but like you said, yeah, it's it's James Gandolfini's son playing a younger James Gandolfini. So Mm -hmm. good casting. Uh Plus, like, it has Ray Liotta, which any good and bomb movie will have Ray Liotta in it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this this is one that I kind of want to see and then maybe mm-hmm. maybe make my way into watching The Sopranos with uh, HBO Max. You never know. You never yeah. know. I mean, you've got a good seven or eight seasons to get through, but... Right. And I, I know <laughs> the ending. I, I do know the ending. Uh-huh. Because of the outrage that was caused by it. Right, right. But but from what I've heard, though, is that if you go... Cut to black. If you, <laughs> Yeah, if you just don't think of it, at, like, of everything through the final episode, like, everything before that final episode was fantastic. Hmm, that's what I've been hearing. Ex- yeah. So, alrighty. Well, that was our last trailer, finally. Um... <laughs> Uh, who did that? Well, if it's anything on the 
on the notes. I mean, that's all you, man. I don't know what you're talking about. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. here are the movies premiering this week. <laughs> the first movie that we have this week is Space Jam A New Legacy, which is rated PG. When LeBron James and his son Dom are trapped in a digital space by a rogue AI, LeBron must get them home safe by leading Bugs, Lola Bunny, and the whole gang of notoriously undisciplined Looney Tunes to victory over the AI's digitized champions on the court. A powered-up roster of professional basketball stars as you've never seen them before. It's Toons versus Goons in the highest-stakes challenge of his life that will redefine LeBron's bond with his son and shine a light on the power of being yourself. IMDB does not have a score for this one. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 50%. Wow. And Metacritic does not have a score for this one. Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yes, How's sir. How's it going? Oh, you know, just over here hating on this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I really, the only way I'll watch this is if I watch it at home on HBO Max. I'm not going to go to a theater to see it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to feel like if I do watch it, it will probably be stopping at some point in time during the movie that is not the end. Mm hmm. And we'll just be just be left on red for a while, um, or you know too, it could be just a, a good like if you go pick up a six pack and like decide that you're gonna watch this movie and drink. I know kids aren't gonna do that, but I know adults will. Yeah, yeah, or adults that have to take their kids and don't necessarily want to. The, yeah, that's very true. Although I did read that at some point in time, Porky Pig does beatbox. Wait, what? <laughs> I, th- I think I read somewhere that Porky Pig beatboxes in this movie. Oh my god. Okay, that kind of somewhat sells it for me. Um, let me double check one thing you, you, here quick. I don't care if it's like 20 seconds. That's worth it. <laughs> let me... Mm, no, so this wasn't where I saw it. Okay, yeah, so I I don't know if that's actually in the movie or not. I just saw something about it, and so yeah, I um, if it was in the trailer, I completely blocked it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't think I'm gonna even try to see this one. Yeah, it's like I was good with just having the one, and that was it. And then I heard about the sequel, and I I'm sure you were excited like I was. I was I was intrigued. I don't think I was ever really excited. Well, then, I mean, yeah, intrigued, not, like, you wanted to see, like, what they could do with yeah. Yeah. with things nowadays. I mean, back when, what, 96, when the first one came out? It was, uh, like, revolutionary. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, just having the the interaction between the the tunes and the people and, mm-hmm. you know, having having Bill Murray flattened out and all that stuff. That was, mm-hmm. that was like, top of the line right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm personally not looking forward to this, but at the same point in time, this will be this generation's Space Jam. Yep. So, it is what it is. <laughs> it 
it is what it is, and we're not happy about it. <laughs> we're going to yell at the kids to get off our dang lawn if, if we feel That's like it. That's right. <laughs> Back in our day, our Space Jam had Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Back in our day, our Space Jam was hand animated. Yep. <laughs> and we liked it that way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And to view it, we had to walk uphill five miles to Blockbuster both ways. Yep. In the snow. <laughs> so, the next movie that we have is also a sequel. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know if you would really consider this Space Jam a sequel or a reboot. I don't know. But our next one is a sequel. It is called Escape Room Tournament of Champions, which is rated PG-13. Uh... Six people unwittingly find themselves locked in another series of escape rooms, slowly uncovering what they have in common to survive and discovering that they've all played the game before. Now, IMDb has this one at a 6.3 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 40%, and Metacritic does not have a score for this one. Well, I know you won't see this. Nah, I'm good. But... I really enjoyed the first one. It was kind of a sleeper hit, in my opinion. Yeah. It it surprised me, and I don't normally like PG-13 horror movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the first one I enjoyed, and I am excited to see this one. Um, I don't know if I'll see it in theaters or not, but I plan on seeing it at some point. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, did it have a saw vibe to it i guess oh is was the first one was there a a subway where the floor was electrified was there um the first one i remember there being a room that heated up i don't remember there being electricity because i know the sequel has it in because it was in the trailer oh am i think i'm thinking of the sequel then yeah oh okay okay uh, let's see here. I haven't seen the first one since it was out. Let's see what we've got. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't know why, but it, it just really gives me, like, a like a Saw vibe. Well, it definitely does. I mean, they have to clear the room to be able to move on to the next one, which mm-hmm. is pretty much like Saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's somebody running the whole thing, mm-hmm. which is like Saw. So I can definitely see the resemblance okay okay and as somebody who's never seen you know saw or escape room that's just mm-hmm. my my take on it so <laughs> well you are very astute my my dude oh thank you my dude appreciate it <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Alrighty. so uh you said that you're gonna possibly try to see this one i'll possibly i will possibly try to see it um, I don't know if it'll be in theaters or just wait for it to come on streaming, but I do plan on seeing it at some point. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Uh, well, with that being said, let's move on to our next movie. Uh, okay. Which is Gunpowder Milkshake. This one is rated R. Sam was only 12 years old when her mother, Scarlet, an elite assassin, was forced to abandon her. Sam was raised by The Firm, the ruthless crime syndicate her mother worked for. Now, 15 years later, Sam has followed in her mother's footsteps and grown into a fierce hitwoman. 
She uses her talents to clean up the firm's most dangerous messes. She's as efficient as she is loyal, but when a high-risk job goes wrong, Sam must choose between serving the firm and protecting the life of an innocent eight-year-old girl, Emily. With a target on her back, Sam has only one chance to survive, reunite with her mother and her lethal associates, the librarians. These three generations of women must now learn to trust each other, stand up to the firm and their army of henchmen, and raise hell against those who could take everything from them. Uh, IMDB ha does not have a score for this one. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes does not have a score for this one. And Metacritic does not have a score for this one. And surprisingly enough, this is the movie I'm most excited for this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of there with you, yeah. honestly. Because, I mean, this one this one has a cast. It sure does. <laughs> I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, I know, I know we've talked about it before. Yeah, I know we have, yeah. Because, well, just to go over it one more time. Uh, I mean, we've got Karen Gillan, mm -hmm. uh, Carla Gugino, Lena mm -hmm. Hetty, Angela Bassett, mm -hmm. Paul Giamatti, uh, Michelle Yeoh's in there. I mean, like, the, the main... The main cast is is pretty 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 solid, you know. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a a whole heck of a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. And then Karen Gillan gets to use uh, some of her some of her uh, training and moves from the MCU. <laughs> looks uh <-huh>. like <laughs> from the MCU, I would have guessed Jumanji. No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie just looks fantastic. I cannot wait to see it. I hope. We have a theater nearby that's going to be showing it. But yes, this is this is definitely one that is on my to-watch list. Mm -hmm. Whether or not I will be able to this week is questionable. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sweet. watch the trailer and uh, go watch it if you can. Please. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I think you guys will like it. And we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Alrighty, so going from that gunfight movie mm -hmm. to a movie called Die in a Gunfight, uh, which is rated R, Mary and Ben are the star-crossed black sheep of two powerful families engaged in a centuries-long feud, and they're about to reignite an affair after many years apart. Their forbidden love will trigger the dominoes that will draw in Mookle, Ben's best friend, who owes him a life debt. Terrence, Mary's would-be protector-turned-stalker, Wayne, an Aussie hitman with an open mind and a code of ethics, with an open mind and code of ethics, there we go, and his free-spirited girlfriend, Barbie. As fists and bullets fly, it becomes clear that violent delights will have violent ends. Uh, IMDB is, has this one at a 4.6 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes does not have a score, and Metacritic does not have a score on this movie i kind of wanted to see this one too i mean i would i would much rather see gunpowder milkshake yeah this one just seems like a a more modern take on romeo plus juliet without the shakespearean yeah, language yep 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 <laughs> i could definitely see that Ro romeo plus juliet in all of its 90s glory <laughs> i still have not seen that really really oh it is it is it is a mind melter <laughs> because they are they are speaking the shakespearean lines mm -hmm. in 
what modern LA, I believe. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and like they, they have you know guns and everything like that. And I mean, it's it's Leonardo DiCaprio and John Leguizamo, and it's like, what? <laughs> I've heard of this movie. I've seen the trailers, but like that just makes me want to see it even more. <clears throat> oh, I forgot that he's in there. Okay, so let me let me just go through a, a couple more people. Leonardo okay. DiCaprio obviously is Romeo. Uh-huh. Claire uh-huh. Danes is Juliet. Yep. Uh, John Leguizamo is Tybalt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold per- Perronel. Uh, I don't know if I said that. I probably said that completely wrong. Uh, he was Link in Matrix Reloaded. So he's okay. he yep. the guy that took over on the mm-hmm. ship. Uh, he's Mercutio. Uh, Paul Rudd is in it. And, <laughs> what? Okay. And M. Emmett Walsh is in it. Why does that sound familiar? Uh, he was Harv and Critters. Okay. Uh, he was he was like the caretaker dude that gave the video mm-hmm. in Knives Out. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Where do I know him from? Really, I'll get there. I promise I will. He is the voice of Earl Stutz in The Iron Giant. Never seen that. You're killing me. That's okay. <laughs> he is Jill's dad in Home Improvement. He's the colonel. Jill's, Jill's dad. Oh my. Okay. All right. That's M. Emmett, M. Emmett Walsh. Okay. I haven't seen that show in forever. But I mean, like you know, you know who I'm talking about, though, right? Oh, I do. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Uh, let's see here. Those episodes of Home Improvement were in 1994 and Romeo plus Juliet was 1996. So right around that time. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just think all of those people speaking in Shakespearean English. Like Leo, I can understand, but John Leguizamo, that's the one that blows me away. (laughs) (laughs) It is. it, It, like I said, it melts your mind and, oh, ah, I forgot the best part. Uh-huh. The, uh, one of the writers is Craig Pierce, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's done anything that, oh, he wrote Moulin Rouge. Okay. And he wrote The Great Gatsby. Okay. Uh, the other writer is also the director, and that was Baz Luhrmann, who is notable for such greats as... Moulin Rouge and The Great Gatsby also writing those ones and directing those ones uh, directing mm-hmm. Australia uh, okay directing lots of shorts and now he's doing that untitled Elvis Presley project okay. that I think we talked about where uh, yeah Tom Hanks is in the movie mm-hmm. Austin Butler who was Tex in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he's Elvis Presley okay, okay. Um, you want to know something I've never seen Moulin Rouge. <laughs> you went silent. <laughs> the sound of the disappointment. <laughs> but, but I did see Great Gatsby, though. And mm. I really enjoyed that movie. Mm. But I never saw Moulin Rouge. Or Romeo plus Juliet. 
Um, yeah, if you if you if you have a second, uh, mm-hmm. actually, let me let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check something here quick. Okay. I am going to send you a text. Okay. That is from the movie. Okay. You should have it. I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> in all is of its nineties glory. Romeo plus Juliet? That is from Romeo plus Juliet in all of its nineties glory. And you're saying this movie's good. I did not say that. I said it will melt your mind because <laughs> it is set in modern times with like guns and cars and all of that, but with Shakespeare. Shakespearean. Okay. I I did not say that it was good. That is one thing I never okay. said. It's just something that like anybody should watch at some point in their life. I, f- I feel like you have to. Okay. All right. I'll give it a shot. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, going back to die in a gunfight. <laughs> uh, yes. I probably will not be seeing this one. I'm. I'm I wanted. I wanted to kind of like it and wanted mm. to be able to go see it, but it's just like. I don't know. I don't know. The more. The more I kind of think about it, it's like, nah. I don't think it's for me. Hmm. Okay. Like, I want to give it a shot. Like, if it's on, like, Netflix or something, I'll check it out. But I'm not going to go out of my way to go try and find it. Like, Gunpowder Milkshake. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, the last movie that we have Mm -hmm. is one that we actually talked about. You know, either, what is it, two weeks ago or three weeks ago? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. And that is Pig. This one is rated R. Living alone in the Oregon wilderness, a truffle hunter returns to Portland to find the person who stole his beloved pig. IMDb does not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 94%. And, wow, okay. And, and Metacritic is sitting at a 75 it, But it's Nicolas Cage and a pig. Oh. Like, this is, like, this movie just screams John Wick, but it's not Keanu Reeves, and he's not avenging his dog's death. He's trying to find his pig. So, here's, here, here's, here's one of the articles that gave it 100%. Okay. On, or one, one, part, a part of the review. Okay. At a time when so many people are struggling to find something of value in their lives, when people are fleeing jobs, cities, futures they thought they wanted, Cage has crafted a quiet soliloquy about grasping on to something that has meaning. In some ways, this is one of his most emotionally brutal films. What? <laughs> that makes... Okay. Huh. What? Okay, like Nicolas Cage, he's 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 been known to take the more obscure movies. Like he's done a bunch now that have been either on streaming services or direct to DVD, Blu-ray, whatever you want to call it. And like he's had his hits over the years that have been in theaters as well. You know, I mean, National Treasure. Uh, among others, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. This movie just seems so out of left field for him that I feel like he's going to do a good job on it 
and maybe we're being a little too hard on him for doing this. <laughs> well, there's another review. Nicholas okay. Cage in full martyr mode here seems to get off of uh, off on the perversity of well, caging his brand of operatic hysteria. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and then Cage is remarkably restrained, bar one unnecessary scream, uh, delicately deconstructing what we've come to expect from him. His trademark ticks are gone, his voice that much softer, his swagger replaced by an unsuredness, uh, an, ag- an aggressive blare that's faded into calm. Hmm. 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 So, this might be my second choice for the week. <laughs> Did not right. see that coming. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I want to see it. I do. I want to see what kind of a ride this is going to be. Right? I, I am I'm I am down. right there with you. Yeah, I'm ready to ride that Nicolas that that Nicholas Cage train. I really am. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, we'll have to see how it goes. That'll but. do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Why are you calling me a You're pig, welcome. man? <laughs> no. Uh that is actually our last movie of the night. So I think, Travis, are we in agreement? Are we yeah. are we gunpowder milkshake and then pig, or uh, are you thinking definitely. escape room? Uh, I would go okay. So if I had the if if I had those three available to me, I would go. You have all five available gun- to you. Let's, let's say you have all five available to you. All five. Okay. So first off, definitely will be gunpowder milkshake. Mm-hmm. Second would be pig. Mm-hmm. Third would be escape room. Okay. Four would be uh, die in a gunfight. Okay. And dead last will be Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Alrighty. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm basically just gunpowder, milkshake, and pig. Okay. That, that's about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds fair. I like it. <laughs> So, already, well, I do believe that that was the last movie that we had for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis. Yes. Do you have anything for our listening audience? I love you guys. That's all I got. Alrighty, well, I think people should visit us on Facebook where facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No spaces, dash, slash, anything like that. At movies are a thing. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash movies are a thing where there will be uh, one of the, one of the Patreon rewards for this week. I'm going to try to get it up there because I've kind of been slacking on the whole Patreon thing a little bit <clears throat> um, is a lot of the stuff that I wasn't able to put into the episode because we've been recording for almost 130 minutes. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> and the episode is not going to be anywhere near that long. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of stuff over on the Patreon as like a little extra episode. Um, and it will be very random, very weird. And I do apologize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's so true though. But yeah, <laughs> other than that, I got nothing. So, Travis, I do believe it is about that time. Here it comes. Cue the outro! 
Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Dwight was so on yeah it was just so unenthusiastic <laughs> like everything else was good and then 12 well i'm just i'm just waiting for another you know eight days <gasps> i have next tuesday off of work nice what, what? Woo, woo. all right let me go ahead and close this stuff out here quick oh man i have oh, i'm sorry i'm just i'm still very very excited that I am able to have so many things open and not have it like leg out. <laughs> How many weeks has it been now? It's been like four. And you're like still amazed. I still love it. It's so awesome. It's my computer. <laughs> I'm too excited to sleep. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial? Uh... For Disney? Yep, I do, yes. Where the kids are like, we're too excited to sleep. Yep, I do. I remember that. <laughs> and at the end, it's like, you awake? No. Yeah, yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, boy. That being said. Um. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we're Bless good. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um. Oh, okay. I was really confused for a second, but we're good. Um, <laughs> okay. I totally forgot what I was just saying, but <laughs> yeah. So Kelly Marcel is getting the the screenwriting credit. Coco, uh, No, that that. Okay. Are you still there? I am still here. <laughs> That only took 20 minutes to get to, but okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I'm easily distractible. It's okay. Uh, Wait, what? Hmm? Wow. Wow. No, I want images. That's the one. Uh, we are going to download that. Finally. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. First try. Oh. <laughs> I just realized I didn't like stretch for any of that. So I'm just like, I just stretch and it was like, oh, this is um, amazing. Oh, I bet. But so, mm-hmm, yeah. all right, man. I think I'm, uh, I'm going to head out for the night. Sounds good. You go get some sleep, man. My alarm is going to go off in... Four hours. Dude, go get some yeah. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. All right. I, sounds good. Goodbye. Have a good night. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.